Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast, episode number 413. Today you're going to learn a lot, but in particular you're going to learn what to spend your time on in the front end of LinkedIn outreach so you save time on the back end. The other is some pre-warming, that's it, pre-warming techniques that will really help you gain more clients. And the third thing is emulating real life, that's it how you'd have a conversation with anyone that you would meet in a networking or social event. Why aren't we doing that on LinkedIn? And you'll understand how to do that and how to get 100% connection requests. That's it, 100% of people accepting your connection requests and also plenty of replies. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you love it, you're here, please subscribe. If you're a regular, always welcome those reviews on whether it's on the Apple podcast or wherever you're listening. Also, uh, you can take notes because there is plenty of notes. And I recommend that you do keep rewinding certain sections of this because our guest absolutely spills uh, bags of gold here. But you can also get a summary on where you're listening and the full show notes at paulhigginsmentoring.com. So before we go into the interview with Tyron, I would like to thank a couple of our sponsors. The first one is the Cloud Consultants Collective. So it's a free Slack community of like-minded peers helping each other to scale their businesses. So if you're a cloud consultant and you want to do that, just go to the cloudconsultantscollective.com. The link will be in the show notes. And the second is SendSpark. If you're looking to leverage you, which is your best asset, which is you, uh, through video in the sales process, you can uh, definitely do that with SendSpark. You can send personalized messages at scale. Just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark to get six months free. That's right, six months free. So our guest today is Tyrone Giuliani. He's an Australian entrepreneur and entrepreneur truly in the, the word, the sense of the word. And he lives in Japan. He went there with no suitcase, no friends, and he basically learned the Japanese business, uh, learned, sorry, how to do business in Japan, but also learned the language. And now he is co-founded and founded three seven to eight figure businesses. He's also helping B2B businesses to understand the unique benefits of using LinkedIn instead of it being a stale, boring uh, resume or even worse that you're sending spammy messages. He really helps you to have those unique conversations and he's going to give you brilliant tips on how to do that. So now I hand you over to Tyrone. Giuliani from Selling Made Social. Tyrone, fantastic to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Excited to be here. Yeah, well, as I said in the intro, you're an Australian that's uh, travelled the world but now living in Japan. And, um, yeah, we have got lots and lots of things to, to talk about today and uh, your area of expertise and, uh, you know, you're brilliant at it. So we're very lucky to have you here. But why don't we just kick off with uh, who are your ideal clients and what problems you help, help them solve? Yeah, pretty much my ideal client tends to be a small business owner. Many of them are kind of solopreneurs um, that offer some kind of 
professional service to other businesses. Um, some clients will, will be a little bit larger. Maybe they have um, revenues, you know, three to five million, kind of un- under $3 million revenue. That's that's where I kind of, you know, hang out with. Um, and it's clients that um, really have the issue of they've got a great service. They've got a great you know, service or product. They know it inside out, back to front. It gets results. And that's so common, right, with, with kind of business owners that they know it, but they just can't get it in anyone's hands. Um, and in particularly, they can't get it in anyone's hands on LinkedIn. Yeah, look, and, and I'm sure if you're listening or watching Tyrone now, you're probably shaking your head, right, saying, yep, that is that is me. And uh, now that's why we've got you on here because a lot of my clients uh, come to me in the exact same thing. You know, most of them used to uh, rely on referrals, and we've all heard that. They end up drying up. They're not as, you know, mm-hmm. not they don't fall in your lap when you need them. And, uh, and then also referrals from their partner, which is normally, you know, a big SaaS platform that um, feeds them leads, but they're not always the quality leads they want, et cetera. And then they're like, what do I do? H- how do I get leads? And, uh, yeah, LinkedIn is a great place to get them. But as you said, they're sort of, you know, it's mystified. And, and why I really wanted you on the show is because you've got a very authentic way of doing it, right? Whereas I found that uh, a lot of um, you know, there's good and bad in any industry. And I think with LinkedIn, you know, it's it's sort of the same, a bit like marketing agencies that you've got to really struggle to find the the needle in the haystack. And that's what you do. And that's why I've, I've brought you on. But why don't we um, just quickly talk about your go-to-market? Like, how do you get leads yourself? I'm assuming <laughs> what the answer's going to be, but anyway, I, I best to ask. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, most people think, oh, you know, well, LinkedIn, I get stuff from LinkedIn. Um, I actually uh, get a large majority of clients through Facebook, actually, as a as a platform, um, because a part of what I coach when it comes to LinkedIn is about really segmenting the types of people that are on LinkedIn and where do we put our energy? Um, you know, why chase dead and dormant lurkers on LinkedIn? Why not chase the hyperactives and spend 85% of your time on that? So for those that are active and, and quite, um, you know, aware of LinkedIn and do it really well, well, they tend not to need me. So it's the people that are on Facebook that are business owners that are in these different groups and they're like, geez, I, I wish I knew how to use LinkedIn. They're on Facebook. I don't know how to do it. So I've had, I, I would say 80% um, of, of clients that I've coached have come via um, Facebook. And then the rest would be a mix of um, LinkedIn and, and referrals. Um, but I, I like to have predictability. So I know if I do X amount of, ads or if I do X amount of posts, I'm going to get this kind of result. So uh, I just find that the activity level on Facebook um, and the demographic, it just, it's a sweet spot for me because, you know, there's so much, there's so much on LinkedIn in terms of people posting these beautiful videos and writing this beautiful content. People believe, oh, that's how you make money on LinkedIn. The the reality is you don't, (laughs) you don't make money with just that. Um, There's a lot more, but um, yeah, so surprisingly, not LinkedIn. And that's not the biggest pool for me. Yeah, and and about Facebook, like, I know that you've got a fantastic Facebook group, but, you know, what are you actually doing on Facebook that's working and, you know, how's that sort of changed? Yeah, they, you know, Facebook, I mean, I'm not a big content person and putting a heap of content out there. You know, it, I've built my businesses before by 
you know, hardcore outreach and forming relationships and getting into those discussions and getting belly to belly with people. Um, and the whole content thing is like, okay, you've got to do it. It's just a part of, of the process. So on Facebook, in my particular group, when I'm being responsible and accountable, I, I try to follow a, a plan, which I was coached where like month, in a week, I'll have a certain theme that I'm going to be coaching on. And Monday, I'll make a post that is talking about um, probably a myth that people might think and then showing, well, hey, that's actually not the reality. I'm trying to make a post about some some concept or idea that they probably think they should, that, you know, this is how you get business on LinkedIn. That's not the reality. There, And then I tell them, hey, I'm going to be showing you how to, how to fix this or how to do this. And then Tuesdays, I would like to put a post out where it's like, hey, I've, I've done some training on this. Who wants a copy? So that's when I get people raising their hands. Um, and then we do outreach to those people. I, I have the training ready already. And I have a, a landing page for each training gets its own little landing page um, and a little download and videos and stuff like that. So then that goes out Wednesdays. Then I like to have um, like a case study or show some kind of success story about using that training. Um, and then Thursday, uh, a video, basically, again, this is ideal. I don't always do this and I, I you know, it goes in spurts, but um, Thursday is a video where I will go live and, and, and talk about, hey, did you see that training? And, you know, this is the, the, the core concept of it, hey, go and get the training then. And then Fridays, actually, I'll send out an email to my email list um, saying, hey, did you guys see the training um, that I did this week about that? So yeah, on Facebook, try to have the group, try to have a routine, um, you know, but sometimes I get lazy. <laughs> That's good. We all, all uh, fall into that. And, and as far as like getting them into the group, quickly what's mm -hmm. working to actually get them in the group in the first place yeah so um obviously people just searching for linkedin stuff you, you get some of that um but what's working quite well now is to have a basic um uh link run Facebook ads, where it's a lead ad. So it's not going to a different website. They actually, um, I have like a, a, a lead magnet, some kind of PDF, um, you know, tradition, you see, hey, how about, you know, here's something to learn. And people will uh, apply for um, um, apply for that through the ad. And it actually goes to a um, chat bot. And the chat bot will say, hey, hey, thanks for, you know, you know, you want the download, here's the download, boom. And um, hey, to, to after you see this download, if you want to know how to execute it with step one, two, and three, or step two and three, go to the Facebook group. Here's the face, you know, link to the Facebook group. And you can find, you know, information there. So, you know, you'll get a certain percentage, which is a large percentage, will go into the group as well. And then the bot can continue with like, hey, you know, for my one, it's like, you know, are you using LinkedIn for your business? And then we actually take over as a human, go in there and finish conversations. So, yeah, we, we just have that running every day just to attract fresh people into the, the top of funnel. Yeah, and that's how I got into your uh, Facebook group. And, okay, uh, right. And we'll, we'll, we'll say it a few times. It'll be linked into the show notes, but it's the LinkedIn Sales Funnels for Entrepreneurs Facebook group. And yeah. uh, you can search uh, Tyrone Giuliani and we'll uh, put his name and details there as well. So um, so that's great. So you've got them, then you um, LinkedIn, right? Let's say they're, they're clients now and, and we're all sitting here, Tyrone saying, you know, like, help us. You, you articulated the problem beautifully, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you doing differently 
on LinkedIn outreach compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the others that aren't as successful. Right. Well, I, I think, you know, o- overall, LinkedIn to be successful and be consistent and be predictable on LinkedIn, it's not a one trick. You know, you can't be a one-trick pony. And I see a lot of great people who are, you know, they're great at doing videos and that's all they do and they're awesome. Um, And then I see people who do content every day and they're awesome at that. Great. That works for such a small minority of people because we're not all that creative. We're not all that good looking. I mean, look at this mug. It's not that great. Um, I've got a face for radio. (laughs) Right. So it's, you know, it, it, you can't rely on that and you can't get predictability. You can't put a post up on LinkedIn and say, okay, that's going to get X amount of views, X amount of likes, and I'm going to get three clients from it. It, it, it rarely works like that. And what I really believe, it's a, it's, it's a funnel. And there's the, for me, there's kind of nine key projects that we work on with LinkedIn. So we get multiple ways that a client's going to come into our inbox and or our messenger, it's not called inbox, it's messenger and have a discussion. So all these other events, and there's, there's a whole host of them, but you know, one of them is, is the outreach. And yeah, I mean, I do the outreach very, very differently than, than most people. Um, but it's really simple. It's, emulating real life and and I, i'd call it the pink suit method and and you know the the way to describe it you know i'm here in tokyo and if you come to tokyo and i take you to a networking event you walk into a networking event here in tokyo everyone's going to be in black suit white shirts that's just like the uniform of, of the japanese salary man salary woman they call them so imagine we walk into the room and there's a guy in the middle of the room wearing a pink neon suit with a pink neon hat now if you walked into that room and you walked up to him what would you say paul what would you say to this guy i would say i love your gear tell me I love you you it. <laughs> right i love your suit like where'd you get it from well, like, man why are you wearing that now imagine if i do what 99.9 percent of people do on linkedin they walk up to me they walk up to the pink suit man they would say hi my name's tyron i'm the linkedin guy oh and here is a pdf for you or here's a a brochure about my services and hey do you want to watch this five minute video about abc and why don't you just slip into my calendar for a five minute mutual beneficial chat what have they done they've ignored the pink suit they they have totally totally thrown out the way that humans communicate. There is the anatomy of conversation. When we meet people, it generally goes the same way. Every time we meet something, there's an observation and there's usually a question or comment. Then there's an answer, question, answer, question, anecdote, opinion, question, answer. That's how the flow is. So what I like to do is say, okay, when we go into LinkedIn, you know, how, how would I speak to this person in real life? And a really good filter to use is with what you know of this person, with what your relationship is with this person, would you say it in real life? And if the answer is no, don't type it. Don't put it in Messenger. The other, the other big thing is pre-warm people, right? Like I think salespeople really lack a little bit of um, forethought in thinking, okay, yeah, this is a prospect. And this is how I like to prospect. And I've used it from, you know, my other businesses is, you know, I'm thinking a month ahead, right? And I'm thinking, okay, this month, these are the 30 people I want to speak to. And I'm picking the people on LinkedIn who are the hyperactive people, the most engaged people, the ones that are actually on the platforms. I don't want to spend time chasing lurkers and people who aren't posting anything. So, 
you know, of course, I'm going to pre-warm these people. And it's just like being in a networking event, right? You go one week and you see the same person. G'day, Paul. Here's a drink, blah, blah, blah. A bit of a chin, chin wag, talk, talk, talk. Then you see in the next week, you do it again. And generally, you know, it might be three or four times. Then you go in and it's like, hey, man, I just realized you you do this for a living, right, Paul? Yeah, man, I've got this. Blah, blah, blah. Why don't we meet up tomorrow for a coffee? Yeah. All right. That's how we communicate. So you can compress that down to about seven to 15-day cycles on LinkedIn if you find hyperactive people on LinkedIn. And, you know, I'm going to pre-warm them first. I'm going to pre-warm them. I'm going to be every time they post, I'm going to be there. And people are like, oh, doesn't that feel like stalking? Listen, there is no one in human history of social media who makes a post on LinkedIn or Facebook and thinks, I hope no one likes this. (laughs) I hope no one comments right? No one. They're putting it there. They want the dopamine here. They want it, right? So you can be on them like white on rice. Every time they post, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. Then um, generally what I find, they will send me a connection request first, which is great. Those that don't, um, usually around the seventh to, you know, depending on, you know, if I'm getting that feedback from them, usually around the seventh time, if I haven't received a connection request, I will then send them a connection request. It is almost 100% open uh, acceptance rates, right? Because you've done the pre-warming, you've had those chats with them. You're not picking, I'm not talking about finding these um, influencers that have got, you know, 200,000 people and 1,000 are commenting. I'm finding people in your niche who are micro-influencers. They may get, you know, 50 reactions, 20 comments a post. They might get 10 comments, but they've got a great network. Now, now as soon as someone, I connect with them or, or they connect with me, I do the same routine. It's the same routine. The two things that humans are really good at doing, talking about things they don't like and talking about themselves. They're the two things. So the the first thing I want to do is I want to get into their messenger and I want to be that pattern interrupt. I want to like get their attention straight away. If you look into your messenger right now, guarantee you'll just find a whole heap of text, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to find something on the social media, hopefully off LinkedIn about that person. If they're a, a company CEO, I'm going to go to YouTube I'm going to do a search for them on their name in the company. Maybe they've been on the interview. Find a 20-minute interview. Cool. I'm going to go to the 10-minute mark. I'm going to take a screenshot of that person's head as they're speaking. I'm going to slam that into Messenger. And I'm going to ask an irresistible question. Because if you ask a complex question, a complicated question, where they have to think and they have to answer it with a whole heap of, you know, sentences, it's just like, oh, it's just easier to ignore. Right? You've got two choices. Do I answer and look stupid or do I put this time in and answer heaps? You know, So I like to you know, literally pattern interrupt with an image and then I like to ask an irresistible question. So it'd be like if it's an image of them on an interview, like, oh, love the point you were making. Have you always been that comfortable on camera? Right. And people, people want to talk. Oh, actually, I'm not too bad. I'm, I find it really easy. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Or imagine you, you're reaching out to a, a owner of a company. They've got a really interesting website. They've got a really funky looking logo. Screenshot the logo, paste that into Messenger. And you're not saying, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Tyrant. It's straight away. It's like we would do in real life. It's like, love the logo, man. Did you create that? Is that yours? You know, people, you want to have something that they can easily answer with a yes or no. Most people will give you a little bit more. But, you know, so many salespeople get taught, don't ask questions that are yes or no. That's rubbish. I don't believe in that. People, you, 
the reason why deals don't occur on LinkedIn is because conversations never start. Yeah, that's the killer. So I want to, um, you know, everyone talks about ABC, always be closing. It's not, it's the opposite. ABO, always be opening, always be opening conversations. So I start with that. You know, I look for that pink suit. I look for the pink suit in that person. And I look to to rub that ego a little bit, right, and get them to, to answer it. So, you know, there's a whole host of ones. You can look for volunteer work. Like if it's very recent, like they're doing it now, go to the website of it's a, you know, you know, plant trees, you know, find a really cool image in that website, bang that into their messenger. And it's like, great cause. Is that a weekly thing or a monthly thing? You know, it's like, think of the stuff where people can just like bang and they want to talk about it. It's irresistible. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So that's just the open. And then we have a very specific way that we, we take people through. But, you know, opening like that, um, it just works, uh, especially on active players and you've warmed them up as well. So, you know, if you're just trying to throw a whole heap of people at the top of your funnel and, and just like whoever gets through the bottom, that's who I'm going to speak to. I don't approach it like that. I always say, okay, in this 15 day cycle, oh, I get my clients to, you know, we want to work with these 25, 30 people and I'm going to speak to about 80% of them. That's the other thing. Out of that 30 people, we'll speak to about 80% of them, right? Which, you know, it beats the three, 5% that, that most people get to speak to when they put 400 people at the top of the funnel at the start of the month and let it all filter down. So, And when, and when you say speak, is that, you know, on a video call, you mean speak or? Well, I'm going yeah. to start a conversation with them and then I'm going to transition them into, you know, um, there's a whole methodology to it, but we'll get to a point where they're asking us, oh, would that work for me? That being your solution, right? So I want to get every conversation with that person leading to that point where they're like, oh, would that work for me as well? Like, I think it would. Why don't we go on a call? Yeah, well, look. Yeah, so oh, I oh. never say to them, I have this. Do you need that? Our conversations never like that. There's a very specific way that we question and we take people through, and that feels so natural for them because it is, because I'm emulating the anatomy of conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really, really, really smart. And uh, look, you know, you're probably sitting here listening, thinking, you know, this is, this is brilliant. I know that I did the first time, right? So, you know, send me questions that you want me to ask Tyrone, right? So send me those questions and I will um, I'll make sure that we do a, a post on the answers to these. So send them through, right? And also go back and listen to what he's just said. Okay, so just reverse back, listen. You might be walking or whatever. If you've got time, great. If not, just mark it down in your project management tool or on a bit of paper, whatever you do, to go back and listen again. Because I must admit, it took me a little bit of time for it to sink in when I first heard it. And now I know that it's, um, you know, it's making a massive difference to our reply rates. And that's the big thing. I just want to ask you a couple of build questions mm. on what yeah. you talked about, right? So when you go um, and you start at the start, which is the, the pre, pre-work, pre-warming up, right? Mm. Um, you know, what's that specifically look like? Is it likes? Is it mm-hmm. comments on their posts? Just give us a little bit more detail so we can go and start doing that tomorrow. Yeah. So ideally what I, what I get my clients to do is, you know, we look at the market, we look at our, we look at our market size and it's like tens of thousands of people, hundred thousands of people. And like anyone who comes up in the search on LinkedIn for our title and our industry, okay, let's start sending out a message. It's the worst thing you can do. So first thing is realize that LinkedIn is not the solution for, 
you know, selling to every single customer. It just isn't. But if you're going to use LinkedIn, use it on the hyperactives. So filter for people that are posting and then check, are they posting around five times, seven times in a 14-day period? They're ideal. Like if they're an active user, I mean, that that's what we want. That's where we want to spend it. And sorry, are you doing this yeah. in just normal LinkedIn or are you doing it in Sales Navigator? Sales Navigator, I'll, I'll run it through Sales Navigator and I'll use the filter posted in the last um, uh, 30 days. And then I'll be looking, screening again. LinkedIn have put a little um, view activity uh, on the on the search results now. So you actually can just hit that and can see, okay, quite an active person. Um, you know, in LinkedIn, on on doing prospecting, you're either going to put the time in the front end or, or time in the back end, meaning if you just throw a whole heap of stuff at the wall, well, then you're going to spend all the time in the back end, like, oh, this person reply and they aren't a fit. And like, oh, another person that just, oh, I can't help that person, da, 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 and you just waste all this time. And that was fine before when LinkedIn allowed you to send out heaps of you know, content and people were responding because it wasn't that many people using LinkedIn now, but now it's not, you know, the people are getting bombarded with rubbish. So we really want to pick from the start, select your targets, you know, put the time in. It may take two or three hours or four hours to put a list of 15, 20 guys together, but those 15 or 20 prospects, you're going to speak to them. Right, because then as soon as they post, then you're on them, and and you can either save them as a, a lead in lists in in Sales Navigator, and then you can go to your homepage on Sales Navigator, and there's a way to filter for lead shares. So anytime a lead shares something, you can see it on your homepage rather than going to LinkedIn.com. The other easiest way, because LinkedIn never make anything easy, is I get my clients to also run a um, spreadsheet. So you'll, you'll go to the target, say it's Paul and like, okay, Paul, and I'll go to his activity page and I'll go to the post tab. So the URL is actually just not his profile, but it's his posts, right? So that's one click rather than click, 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 click. So I want to make it as super, super easy. And I can just like bang through 20 of them, like check it every day, like, okay, no new posts. But if they post, then I'm commenting on it. Um, and again, you want to build it up like you would in real life. When you first started off with someone, it's like, hey, great post. I love that comment about blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you'll add a little bit more. Then you might give your opinion. Then you might give some advice. Then you might ask them, hey, do you want, would you like to know about, I just did a report on this, actually, you, you want a copy. So you also will increase your participation and you want you want to set it up so the person will respond back. Now, if they're hyperactive on LinkedIn, they generally get the idea that they should respond to people's comments, right? But some don't. So, you know, try to prompt them to do that. And what you want, you want that back and forth a few times because you want awareness, right? And once you have that awareness, the great thing about that, if you're posting, if you've got a profile, that's not a resume, but I call it a client-facing promotional page. Um, I don't like resumes as, as profiles um, for a whole host of reasons, but these things that will prompt your content coming up on their page. So, you know, you're engaging on them, they're engaging on you, your posts go on their page, or they get to see more of you. So in that two-week period, they're going to see a heap of you, and they're going to know you. And they actually might start to think, 
wow, this guy really likes me. And remember, that's the key for likability, right? And Dr. Cialdini talks about this in Influence and then his, his follow-up on persuasion. He said, lots of people got it wrong. Likeability is not you being this affable, likable person. Likeability is that the other person feels you like them. And that's really critical. You, you have to show love to them, right? The other people... Um, they love it. People love to be loved. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make them feel because everyone always talks, well, how can I differentiate myself on LinkedIn with all these other people? Form a relationship. That is the best way to differentiate yourself is form an actual relationship with your prospect. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. simple, especially yeah, yeah. in 20, 2022. There's so much noise on LinkedIn. Yeah, what do they say? The simple things aren't always easy to do. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's right. And as far as that connection request, right? So when you send, yeah. if they haven't, except you know, sent one to you, like you said, in the seven days or whatever, and you're sending one to them, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the note's going to be really simple. It's like, oh, I just realised we weren't connected. Been loving your posts. Like they know who you are. They've responded to you six, seven, eight times. You've gone back and forth. Those seven engagements might be actually twenty-one. Um, pieces of contact because they might have uh, responded to you. You might have responded to them. It's gone back and forth. They know who you are. Most of the time, they, not most of the time, I would say a good 30 to 40% of the time, you will get uh, a a, um, request to connect from them. If they're not a huge um, micro-influencer, I mean, mean, talking about ones that are ideal client you know, contacts probably less than that 50 reactions, both likes and comments. They've got it. It has to be that social acuity that like, yeah, that person's aware of me now. They get it. And we can, we can expedite that in a 15 day period. Pretty much you can, you can have it sorted if they're an active, a hyperactive poster. And then it's, yeah, the connection note, it's rarely less than 100% accepted. And then the conversations will be 80, 85% will be responded to because once they connect, boom, I'm on them straight away. And it's with that pattern interrupt. It's something about them and try to get it off LinkedIn, right? Something not, not a post, but something from, so you show them, you've put this time in like and another great one is go to their website. If they've got a blog, like go to three, you know, three, uh, an article that's three months old, go to the last paragraph of the article, take a screenshot of the last paragraph circle, something like this was awesome. I love that. It got another one coming. This person's thinking like, man, this guy's read three months worth of my blogs. Yeah. And that's a little bit, it might be sound a bit manipulative, but you know, Hey, we want to open up conversations. Yeah, well, look, you've done a lot better than uh, most people, which have just thrown a generic message that they've got off some other expert that you know doesn't even relate to them, right? So, well, you're doing a, yeah, you're doing, and a- it's normally predicated with like um, three likes on my last three posts, three endorsements of skills, then the connection note, then I accept that, I wait a day, then I get the intro message, thanks for connecting, I da da da, da. and then hey, just in case you didn't see this, it's like ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not, that yeah. is not personalization at all yeah no look 100 percent agree and and as far as um the you know this like you know you're listening here to tyrone and you're saying god this this seems fantastic but it's a hell of a lot of work right like how am i going to find the work in my day to to go and do this so when you obviously get that objection a lot from your yeah yeah clients well how how do you best absolutely answer that so I mean, there's a couple of things. I think 
um, especially if you're working from home or even working in, in an office on your computer, the worst thing you can possibly do, and I'm one of my former coaches when I was in the recruitment business, you know, um, don't vacation at your desk. You know, club, club desk is the worst vacation spot on earth. Um, and, and the other thing is when you're on LinkedIn, like, are you going in with a plan? Because what I tend to find is when I would analyze people that say, well, I'm really busy and I'm using LinkedIn already, they just, they, they, they go in without knowing exactly what they're going to be doing. Like, you know, I coach my clients to have a workflow process. So when they turn on LinkedIn, they know exactly what they're going to be doing for that 60-minute block. And there's a series of activities that they are going to do, and then they're going to get off LinkedIn. The other thing is it's basic time management, i.e., if if you're responsible for business development, you're going after enterprise clients or even, you know, mid, mid-sized clients are going after, you know, directors or whatever, like, you should be blocking it if in, on your day that every day you should be reaching out to prospective clients. Like that should be at least an hour, <laughs> like maybe two. You might want to push it up to two. But like I met so many people in the sales when it came down to it. How many people speak to today? And they're like, oh, none. What are you talking about? Hey, I keep this clicker with me. This is, I don't know if people can see it. You know, it's, I don't know what they use it for events and clicking when people come on buses. And I keep it with me every day. I've had it for years and years. I I do the same thing. I I have a goal of speaking to X amount of people every day. And I boom, boom, boom. And I know that if I just hit those numbers every day, um, you know, if you know what your numbers are, that that amount of conversations leads to this amount of meetings. This meetings leads to this amount of offers. These offers lead to this amount of deals. And this deals lead to this amount of revenue. Um, I had it so finely tuned down to one of my businesses um, that if I spoke to nine people a day, it resulted in about, and this was in the recruitment business, um, it resulted in around 600,000 in revenue just by speaking yes. to nine people a day, whether they said, no, not interested, no, don't call me back ever. If I just spoke to nine people, if I got that done in the first hour of the day, my day was done. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, are you using your day? And if you're not using your day, if you're, if you're thinking like, how do I use my day? Get rescue time. It's a software, put it on your computer and it will track what you do your day. Run that for a week without like changing your habits and then have a look and you will easily, easily find seven to 10 hours like yeah. that. That Spot you on. have like stuffed around doing nothing. But like, you know, when you got a deal coming, who suffers from deal paralysis, right? You got a deal coming. So every day you're just checking that inbox, checking that inbox, and you're like, no, like constantly always be opening, always be opening conversations because you know what's going to happen if you're waiting for one deal, you stop the you stop the process of of you know prospecting, the deal falls through. And for three weeks, you've suffered from deal paralysis. Then you've got this like empty pipeline. And then you go to market when you're at your worst, when you're desperate. That's crazy. Like, you know, how great do you feel when a deal's closed? The next day you come to work, you're like, all right, here comes the next deal. You feel like 10 foot tall, bulletproof. Well, if you are prospecting every day, um, you, you can you can recreate that feeling every day by always knowing, well, I've got a solid pipeline. Um, if, if you're like just prospecting for one day and then you're off for three weeks, um, you know, waiting for a deal to close and it, oh, it's, it's horrible. It's the worst time. People, this is the thing. People prospect the most 
when they're the most desperate. It's yeah. the worst time. You know, people can smell the commission breath. Yeah. You know, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So the only way to do that is no matter what, program in your day. It is as important as a client meeting. I used to always say, my guys, like your prospecting time is, imagine if a client came to our office, they would get your full attention or every day, your full attention, you should program an hour to two hours at least where all you are doing is prospecting and prospecting, especially as a, as a, as a salesperson or someone responsible for BD in your company. You've got to put the hard yards in. Yeah, and look for those that are only listening to the audio here on YouTube. We've got the the full interview, but you'll see me smiling and nodding a lot, right? Because you know I, I really agree. This is definitely my philosophy, and and like I said, some of the tips that I've taken from Tyron, I've gone and changed some of the ways that we've done it, and it, it's certainly working. But it does take time, and if you you know think of uh, Franklin Covey, who um, Stephen Covey wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He always talked about the big rocks. You've probably seen the video. It's like very 80s now with the perms and whatever. Yeah. You know, it was about put sales activity in first and then the rest of the stuff will sort itself out, right? So don't spend Absolutely. a lot of time thinking what I'm going to stop. Just think this is what I'm going to start and I'll do this first and then the rest of the stuff sort of finds, it's like those small pebbles, right? It finds its way. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I use a different platform for tracking my time, but I'm the same. I, I My goal is to spend 50% of my time on sales and marketing every week, right? And my, t- my team hold me accountable because I present the results to my team uh, every Tuesday in our meeting and say this is what I'm doing because me as the owner and if you're a solo owner, that's your number one priority, right? No one can else can sell for you, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, and take these techniques, go and join the Facebook group, which is, you know, LinkedIn sales funnels for entrepreneurs and get some of the training, get some more detail from what Tyrone is saying because, you know, it's you've got the time. It's just you're not spending the time wisely and you're doing it in an awkward fashion. And I think, you know, Tyrone, you've uh, done a brilliant job in, in summarising that. A couple of other quick questions before we go, mm. right? You've um you talk about the um you know doing this and it's a manual process, etc. From what I understand so far. Is there any tools or is there any automation? Is there anything that you're using to you know take a little bit of the load off for the solo opener? Sure. So you know, what you want to look at is look at the stuff that's transactional that's occurring on LinkedIn. Things like if you're doing a nurture list, if you've got a group of people that you want to be constantly in front of, maybe you've got 40, 50 people that you want to be messaging. Well, don't do it individually. There's tools like Duck Soup. Um, that's one that I use that you can have a message and you can bang it out to 40 people you know, automatically and it's done kind of for you. So, you know, look for ways where the revenue producing events that need your creativity, that's what you do manually, but anything else that you can offset into automation, then do that. Another one is pipe drive that connects with duck soup. So literally I can visit a person on LinkedIn. It sucks them out of LinkedIn, puts them into pipe drive. And then as soon as that person connects with me, I have it set up. So they get put straight into my deal pipeline. That's all automated. So, um, you know, anything that's transactional, look to automate it. And that just frees up time for you to get in and be having conversations because the more conversations you have, the more offers that you make, the more offers you make, the more deals you get. Yeah. And and, and look, I think, you know, the key thing here is if you're doing something that you would normally do, but you're just doing it faster, automation's great, right? If you're doing something that's spammy or something that is cheating the system, 
you, yeah. you open yourself up to risk. And I think if you do the right thing, you know, LinkedIn used to be very specific on tools because of the fact that, you know, there was, wasn't a hundred limit a week. Now that there's a hundred limit a week, a lot of the people have gone and, you know, found other platforms have done something, the guys that weren't doing it right. And therefore, if you use the tools for the right purpose and it's just expediting what you do anyway, I think yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's a hundred percent fine. Yeah. I mean, the other point with, with tools is if you have a, you know, a, a rubbish strategy, all the tool is going to do is amplify the rubbish. So you have more of it quicker, right? That's it. <laughs> so I love you've got to have the underlying strategy. Yeah, and I love the point you said before, right? Do the work up front rather than, you know, you're either going to do the work up front or, or at the back. So it's better off doing it up front. So, uh, you know, you're not unqualifying because, look, we've used some agencies and a lot of our clients are used agencies. And yeah, they get you lots of leads as they promise, but they're 90, 95% unqualified. Rubbish. You don't have yeah, the conversations yeah. with Jekyll's rubbish, right? It's wasting time. Like you said, you, you've you got time, you're just not using the time wisely. Well, look, we could talk for forever on this. I'm, I'm definitely going to bring you back on the, the podcast. Um, remember, everyone, that uh, you can go to LinkedIn Sales Funnel for Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So go and have a look at that. Uh, so you heard earlier the great content that you'll get. Uh, from Tyron. And what we'll do now is just go into a couple of quick questions to round out the interview. So you're ready for those quick questions and sure. quick quick responses. So the first one is, you know, you've already talked about this, about you're doing business development for an hour, a, a, a day, et cetera. Are there any other sales habits that you do that we haven't covered that you could share with us? Um, it, it, no, it really is. That I, I make an absolute must priority that every day I'm going to speak to X amount of people. It's And depending on, I've got different businesses, but, you know, I, I keep the tracker. It's just so important that my time is spent on that, is open as many conversations every day as possible. And everyone in my team as well, be responsible for opening a certain amount of conversations every day. Always be opening. Yeah, and just uh, quickly for those that aren't watching it on video, so the clicker, just think of it as a nightclub when you go on a nightclub. And for some of you, like me, it may be a long time ago, but there used to be the little manual clicker that people did uh, to, to control their uh, crowd count. Uh, that's what he means by a little clicker. It's uh, quite ingenious and a, and a simple tool, once again, that's uh, used effectively. The next one is uh, sales tips. Where do you go to learn um, for you know how to improve your process or your sales ability? Yeah, I mean, I'm always on the lookout for any kind of new books, especially around the psychology of selling and the way our brain works. So books like The Brain Order and Sell the Way You Buy by David Premier, um, stuff about how to form relationships better, like giftology, um, never lose a customer again. Then the more of the consultative sales stuff like gap selling and, and, and um you know, I, I'm looking for stuff that is really thinking about the science behind decision-making and buying processes. And that's what I'm really interested in. And the other one was bringing in um, um, drawing, drawing into sales. I wish I'd done it earlier. Um, that has helped tremendously. So books related to, you know, how to draw in sales. There's a, there's a whole host of them out there, but I think David Rome, I think his name is, just some great books on on drawing and using models, um, I find just you know fascinating. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, one wish. So if if we could give you one wish today mm. to thank you for all the effort that you've done uh, on this uh, podcast to improve your business, what would that be? I think it's it. You know, 
it's all about me. <laughs> so I find that focus in my business, it's all come down to, for me, it's come down to emotional intelligence and being able to control greed. Um, so any, if I had one wishing business, it would be, you know, really learning the lesson of just, um, you know, being grateful for what I, what I have. And, and um, that, that has a large impact because when I've, when I have gone off the rails and, and gone for greed uh, rather than gratitude, that has, really bit me so a constant reminder of that i know it's a bit airy fairy but it's i know no, no, beautifully said and the last one is uh you know what's one sales action that you're doing now that you wish you had have started a lot earlier yeah leveraging competition not seeing them as com- competitors but more as as partners so looking for people who i can use their audiences i can leverage their audiences um um, leverage is a big one. If I can do one sale and it can go from one to one to many, that's that's great. So really looking at, okay, are they my competitor or it's actually someone I can collaborate with? So that's that's what I would have liked to have done earlier in my business life is find more collaborators um, rather than thinking everyone was a competition. Yeah, yeah. Once again, really well said. And I think that's that one to many is so important. I think a lot of us default to the one to one on LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn outreach, one to one. But there's a lot of great partners that you can find. Do the exact same process that Tyron has spoken to us today. Do it to strategic partners. And you're just getting, like you said, greater leverage. So, look, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed it. You haven't missed a, a trick from what you've said before. Um, and uh, once again, you can find out more at the LinkedIn sales funnel for entrepreneurs, Facebook book. There's seven, 7.2, well, sorry, there's over 7,000 people in there at the moment. So, um, you know, there must be a reason they're all there and hanging around. So uh, go on and join uh, Tyron there. Tyron, thanks for being on today. Yeah, thanks, Paul. My pleasure, mate. I love that interview with uh, Tyrone. He spoke about, you know, the pink suit. I'm sure you'll always remember that one. You want to be the person in the pink suit, but you want to be the one that are asking questions of that person. The second is, you know, the clicker for conversations, right? Uh, for those that didn't watch it on video, it's like in the disco, as I mentioned in the podcast, that, you know, you just keep clicking each call you have and you can find the time. We talked about that on doing LinkedIn right rather than not. Now, the audio changed a little uh, through the podcast. I hope uh, he just had a um, change from microphone, from headphones to microphone, but you should still be able to get all that value. And what the value that you did get, why not share it on LinkedIn? So, you know, obviously he's on there. Go and mention what you learned. And also if you've got specific questions, email me at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com and uh, we'll get Tyrone to answer those, but also get him to come back on the show again and join his Facebook group. So it's LinkedIn sales funnels for entrepreneurs where you can get even more information off him. All the links will be in um, the app that you're listening to. Uh, more in depth, you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com. And you know, don't be selfish to this one. It's a fantastic content. It's a great way of doing outreach to get 100% connection acceptance. Why not share it with others? They'll think you're an absolute rock star and introduce these concepts to them. Check out the solo shows. Also, don't forget if you're a cloud consultant, go to cloudconsultantscollective.com to join that amazing peer group. 
And next week's guest is Bob Gentile, and he's from Amplify.agency, and he's been doing some work with me to help me in my personal branding, and he's going to share that with you, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic episode, so don't miss that one. As always, at the end, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet. 